Hey, and thanks for calling Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Leave a message and we will get right back to you. Hey, uh, Denny, it's Burgess. Uh, Burgess Meredith calling. Uh, uh, listen, I've been uh, watching your program, the, uh, the Sports Stories thing. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty good. You know, the, uh, the sporting content world out there, it's, uh, it's a little bit overwhelming. I remember uh, back in my day, we used to fight our guts out to get any kind of attention at all. Uh, but uh, let me tell you something, Denny. Uh, you, you've got heart, Denny. You've got a lot of heart. And you've you got a shot at the title here. But you got to be careful, Denny, because, uh, you know, you got a lot of bigwigs watching what you're doing here. And uh, let me clue you in on something here. That, you know, the, the one thing that they have that you don't have is a manager. What you need is a manager. Now, listen to me. I got all this knowledge up inside, and I, uh, I want to give it to you, but there's, uh, there's nothing I can do unless you let me help you, Denny. Also, uh, uh, call me. Our video podcast, Baseball Series, started on April 1st, and we've had four specials. The most recent was titled, Baseball Goes to the Movies. Considering our guest was Dwyer Brown, who played Kevin Costner's character's dad in 1989's Field of Dreams, we kept our focus on Costner baseball flicks. It was not intentional to overlook what can be argued as one of the greatest sports films ever, A League of Their Own, the 1992 hit movie from Penny Marshall that told the story of the All-American Girls Baseball League. Not cool to call it girls, when in fact it was women who were competing, but then again, it was the 1940s. America! My personal favorite, however, was 1976 breakout hit, The Bad News Bears. While A League of Their Own was about an all-women's baseball league, The Bad News Bears featured a youth team of foul-mouthed misfits whose star pitcher was a girl. Outside of the girl pitcher, the Bad News Bears reminds me a whole lot of my own Little League days. A coach that drinks all day, including during practices and games? Check. A multi-ethnic team that continues to taunt one another with racial slurs? Well, what do you expect that we got on this team is a bunch of Jews, spicks, niggers, pansies, and a booger-eating moron. Check. A bunch of jerk-off kids on the league's best team that is coached by the pitcher's dad? What a ball, Joey! Triple check. The movie, which is filmed primarily in the San Fernando Valley, 30 miles northwest of downtown L.A., struck a chord with most of the country. As Dan Epstein from Rolling Stone magazine put it in a 2016 article on the 40th anniversary of the film, for folks who love both baseball and movies, this was a film that got everything beautifully, hilariously, and even painfully right. The Bad News Bears shocked and amused audiences with its unbridled vulgarity and unvarnished portrayal of youth sports. The team's fortunes changed from last place to a run to the championship game, thanks in large part to the girl pitching for the Bears, Amanda Wurlitzer, played by Tatum O'Neill. While Jodie Foster, Christy McNichol, and Sarah Jessica Parker were considered for the role, it was Tatum O'Neill who put in the work prior to auditions to learn how to pitch and won the role. Putting in the work sounds a lot like the subject of this week's SSDL video podcast, A League Not For Them special, starring the true life story of Isla Borders. Isla Jane Borders was born in 1975 in La Mirada, California, a city located about 25 miles southeast of downtown Los Angeles. Isla's mother made sure she had an opportunity to play baseball in the local Little League. Isla didn't know that she was bucking the system, but rather she was a young athlete that wanted to excel in her favorite sport, 
excel she did. The left-handed Isla would go on to become the first female pitcher to win a collegiate baseball game and the first to start a professional game. Isla Jane Borders' remarkable journey is one of perseverance and deep love for the sport of baseball and is the subject of the book, Making My Pitch. The book's author, Jean Ardell, tells us this true story of a woman's baseball odyssey. I'm a Venice, California-born, Los Angeles-based sports fan, one that has played, coached, announced, and promoted sports my whole life. My love affair with sports started in my own backyard and has led me to this podcast. Thanks to the support of the Amateur Athletic Union in East Bay, I'm excited to bring you Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Hello, sports historians, and welcome to Audio Video Podcast number 83 of Sports Stories with Denny Lennon, a League Not For Them special. This is with author Gene Ardell of Making My Pitch, the true story of baseball pioneer Isla Borders. Marley Rice is producing from the Buck Studios, and bad boy Bobby McCall is editing from beautiful Long Beach. All right, let's get to it. So, Gene, tell me a little bit about growing up. What's... Uh... Um, what was your interest when you were like in high school and when did, when did the, uh, the bug to start to write and put down your thoughts like that hit you? Well, it's funny. I, I grew up playing street baseball. Like I said, no adult supervision. It was great. And, um, you know, I had no instructions, so I don't know if I could ever have done anything with it. Uh, there was certainly no encouragement for girls to play baseball, but I had dreams. And then it, by the time I got into high school, I had quit playing baseball and, uh, I decided I wanted to be a sports writer. And my father said, absolutely not. Women don't go into the locker room. And I had no idea what he was talking about because I didn't have any brothers so uh, to educate me. So um, I kind of put it out of my mind. And um, years later, you know, I followed baseball. I was still a fan. I was on the West Coast. And I thought, you know, I was doing a lot of writing about different subjects and I thought nobody's ever done anything about the women's side of the game. So I started doing my research and I discovered an untold story. And uh, I had about as much fun as a fan can have. You know, everywhere we traveled, I'd I'd look somebody up and track them down and and, uh, interview them. And there were a heck of a lot of great stories out there, women that had umpired or played when nobody told them they should, and uh, women in the front office, even going back decades. So it was a good story. So I wrote a book about that. And while I was um, researching that book, I picked up the local paper one day and announced that this woman left-hander was pitching for a local college team. So I went over and watched her and it was Iowa Borders. And I thought, well, there's a story for you. And and. And and that was at what was then Southern California Christian, uh, or what, what is now Vanguard. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was called Southern California College back then. Southern California now College. Vanguard. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 interesting. Um, now, prior to her pitching there, she she was nothing short of the MVP of virtually every team she was on. From from exactly. from her mom having yeah. to like you know, make or her dad and her mom making extra efforts to get her involved with Little League and then the middle yeah. school team and the high school team. And along the way, you know, while she faced some resistance, there was always seemed to be somebody there who helped helped her along her way and also mentor her. 
and her determination was able to carry her all the way to college, right? Yeah, it's it's extraordinary. You know, there was always somebody who had her back when she needed somebody to do that. And, uh, you know, she was a prodigy as a little leaguer. Uh, from the age of 10, she never played softball. And um, she was truly in love with the game. That's what she lived and breathed. She um, now, when you catch up with her, um, she actually is on scholarship, which broke new ground um, in in college. And um, did you actually go to the first game she won, or had she already won a game or two, and and then you caught up with her? No, the big headline was that she was starting the first home game for the Vanguards right. as a freshman, which is kind of unheard of. And not all the pitchers on the team were happy about that. Usually, they don't start a rookie freshman. You know, you start your ace. Mm -hmm. So uh, anyway, she pitched and she pitched her heart out. The stands were absolutely going nuts. Um, she won 12 to one that day. Uh, it was a close game until the fourth inning. And then the, the team started to hit. And uh, she gave up a home run, I think, in the eighth inning. And the, uh, the uh, coach, Charlie Phillips, wanted to take her out. And she's being a pitcher. She said, oh, no, please don't. And so he said, well, you get this guy out and you can keep going. And she did. So she pitched a complete game, which was really cool. I love it. Um, you all, you know, you, you were there that day and then you went out with, with uh, the people, you know, to interview her and you even had some unique type of um, reaction to being on that field. Yeah, I did. And it was funny because I, you know, I was used to, as a writer, you're used to going wherever the story leads you. So you don't worry too much about where you're going and how you're getting there. And I'd been, I'd grown up playing baseball, so I was familiar with the field. But when I went out to interview her after that first win, uh, I crossed the baseline to go behind second base where all the other reporters were. And it was like there was an invisible barrier pushing me back. And I thought, what's that? And it kind of struck me that, you know, this was an, an official university or college baseball field, and it was a big deal what she had done. And, um, you know, I kind of sensed the resistance that was often unspoken there. And uh, I, later I asked her about it, and she said, oh, yeah, there was resistance. So uh, anyway, it was, it was a funny feeling to have that. And then we come to find out through this fascinating book um, that, you know, she, she was always at struggle with her identity and, um, and not only facing, you know, this all male sport, but she was struggling yeah. with her identity and, and also her faith in that what what her faith would think of her struggling with her identity. And, and so there are these complicated feelings that all were, were, were mixed in with an incredibly competitive and determined person. Yeah, if only it just could have been about baseball. But for her, it never was. It was always that she was a female in baseball. And how come? And then on top of that, there was the question of her gender orientation. And she stayed in the closet all the way through baseball because she couldn't imagine coming out and being a baseball player, uh, being accepted. So um, she had that to contend with. And then on top of that, she had her Christian faith and she had been raised in uh, Southern Baptist tradition. And uh, she just knew that, that uh, being gay was not, not on the agenda as a believer. And she had to struggle with that. So um, 
it, it was an intriguing story to me, but you know, this was her life and um, it was no easy thing what she was contending with. I didn't know she was gay for several years, but um, it wouldn't have made any difference to me. Um, and one of the things that intrigued me about it, uh, the story, Denny, is that, you know, we, we think of people as in black and white um, scenarios. You're either gay or you're a Christian or you're a baseball player and you're a guy. And here was this person that was everything to put together, a woman, gay, Christian, baseball player. And I love that because it kind of breaks the stereotypes down that, that people go around believing uh, when we know that, you know, we're much, we're all, each one of us much more complicated than that. I've found that when women are trying to break into either sports writing and particularly as a player, that sometimes those that are in power will use the locker room against them. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll use that as a tool to almost isolate you from doing your job well. Talk a little bit about that, both at you as a writer trying to get the story and Isla as a player trying to be part of the, the club. Well, uh, you put it very delicately. Um, I've talked to Jane Levy, who was a um, um, sports writer and uh, had some amazing encounters. Uh, and then Claire Smith, who's uh, a black sports writer who was covering the, the uh, Padres and the, um, what was it, the Yankees in, in um, 84. And they wouldn't let her in the locker room. And it was actually Steve Garvey who came out and gave her the interview she needed to write her story. And she never forgot that. So women had a heck of a time. And, um, you know, I, my father probably saved me from untold <laughs> mortification. Um, Isla certainly had it in the locker room. Um, you know, it's not, it's not fun uh, for women to go through that. Hey, everyone. Marley here. We are so proud to have secured a new sponsor. My organization, welcome to the SSDL family. Hi, my friends. I'm Maya, founder of my organization, I Mindfully Align Inventory. From kitchens, workspaces, bedrooms, and more, I find joy in helping people like you get organized by bringing a peace of mind and alignment to your life and by creating functional systems that work best for you. My organization has four pillars, process, purge, prepare, and perfect. These are essential to getting your inventory mindfully aligned. Schedule a consultation today and let's work together to get you organized. Okay, back with Gene Ardell, the author of Making My Pitch, a story about Isla Borders, first woman to get a college scholarship, win a game in college, and in pro baseball. So, um, Jean, tell us a little bit more about Isla and, and after she, you know, has some success with Duluth, it, wh where does it go from there and how does she eventually um, play, play uh, her, last, her last pro game? Okay, um, she was only with, in uh, St. Paul for about six weeks uh, that first season in 97. And then she went up to Duluth and they won that uh, pennant that year. Um, and then the next year, um, she played, returned for Duluth, and she was having a good season. She won a game, and then she won another game, and she felt like she was getting her stride. And then she uh, had a uh, medical condition um, that was, it turned out, to, it was serious, but it turned out to be benign, and uh, it knocked her out. And um, 
she didn't finish the season that well. The next year, I happened to be up in Duluth when she it was uh, they were getting ready to for the season, and they wound up shipping her to Madison, and uh, she was devastated. Uh, but that's baseball. So we wound up driving together to Wisconsin where she was going to play with the Black Wolf in Madison. And it turned out to be a good place uh, for her. There is a manager called Dirty Al Gallagher, and he was a great baseball man. And uh, she actually had a good experience there. What was happening with her, though, A, she was flat broke. Um, they don't make any money out in the leagues like that. Um, she... Uh, she was contending more and more with the loneliness. Um, every player contends with that when they're on the road. But for her, she was in the closet and she was afraid to date. And um, she was also pretending to like guys, which was kind of hard to do because then the guys would like to go out with you. And, you know, she didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, she was starting to essentially to burn out. And um, she... Uh, they cut her that next year from Madison and said, well, stick around, you know, you will probably have a, a place for you on the team. But she just went home and mungered around, slept on a friend's couch and uh, somebody called and, and uh, she was sent to the Pioneer League. She signed with them and uh, she lasted a few weeks, but um, the love for the game was gone. And when that's gone, you know, what do you do? So um, she went into the manager and basically said, you know, I'm not going to be any good for you. Um, I, you know, you deserve better, basically, um, than what I can give right now. Yeah. So um, she just went home and then had to figure out what the heck she was going to do with her life. And, um, you know, we, it's funny, and that was about 2000, and we tried to write her story then, and it was too close to the end. You know, she, it was just too painful. And I said, let's wait and just, you know, get your head together and get your life together. It'll There'll be a better time. So it took a while for her to come back. And, and you know, she had to do some growing. Uh, and she came out of the closet. Yep. She fell in love. And um, she started living an authentic life, which is, you know, what we all would like to do. Um, she um, she hang on she hung on to her faith, um, so you know I'm proud of her. I'm really proud of how she stuck to her guns and you know figured out who she was. I'm gonna bring in um, a, a correspondent of ours, Jean, and I don't discriminate against her because of her gender, but I do uh, discriminate her against because she always steals the show. I will just say that before we bring her in. But let's shoot over to Venice where Alexandria Haro is waiting and she is our book expert, consultant, literary dynamo. I'm nine years old. Did you know you wanted to be a writer at my age? You know, it's funny. I did. Um, I was an early reader and I loved books. And um, I remember picking up a little notebook about, I must have been about eight years old and thinking I need to write a story. The problem was at eight years old, nothing much had happened to me. <laughs> I didn't have much of a story to tell that I could think of, but um, I kept on reading. And, um, you know, as in high school, it was clear that I was better off in the writing realm than I was in the math and science realm. 
So um, I always kept on writing and I always mm -hmm. kept on studying literature. That is so, so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you should make a book about your life. It is very interesting. Well, thank you. I'm I'm actually working on it. Um, no. I teach memoir writing, and I encourage other people to tell their life stories. And finally, they started saying, "Well, where's your life story?" So I'm working on it. Mm. My third question is: What books yes. do you recommend to read for young girls like myself? Oh my gosh! What what are you interested in? Um, well, I cannot stop reading graphic novels. Like, if you hand me any graphic novel, I will finish it. Okay. But sometimes I read Luce, Great Wall of Lucy Wu, which is also a great book. But it cannot I compete with your book. I think you should find subjects you're interested in. If you're interested in baseball, there are great baseball books. There's a wonderful whole literary canon of baseball. Um, if you're interested in traveling, again, there's wonderful traveling books. Uh, Bill Bryson is a great travel writer. Um, I believe in humor, and he's also a funny writer, so that's a good thing. Um, when, I was, when I was about 11 years old, I um, found a book in my mother's bookcase called Three Men in a Boat. It was published in 1889. And it was about three young Englishmen who took their dog on a river trip up the Thames River in England. And I remember my mother always told me to go read a book if I got bored. And um, so I picked up that book one day and I, I thought I found it funny. And I thought, this is a great book. I love this book. And um, it turns out I, I wound up doing a travel piece years later on the 100th anniversary of that, that book. And uh, went up the Thames River, didn't take a dog. But that's what a book can do for you. If you follow your interests, whatever subjects it is, um, you'll find your life just opens up and you'll have all sorts of adventures. Mm, wow, how inspiring. Um, <laughs> my fourth question is, what is the best advice you were given? And what advice would you give me? For writing or for life? Anything. Anything you can remember. Well, okay, I'll tell you a couple. We grow up, um, some of us make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And we can be very hard on them ourselves about that. And I think you need to get to a certain age and look back and realize, you know, I was so young, I didn't know any better, but I know better now and I can do better and that's okay. Uh, so I guess what I'm trying to say is forgive yourself for being young and foolish, um, if ever you were. It's okay. Um, the other thing is, you know, do follow your passions. Do things that you love doing. Um, you know, if you're going to work hard in school, and I, I hope you are, I have a hunch you are, um, put your energy into, into it and um, follow what you're good at, what you love. That's important. That's really good advice. My and here's the third thing, Alexandria, mm. keep a sense of humor. Mm. Very important to be able to laugh. Now, my fifth question is probably my favorite. I've done a little research. We both are passionate about food, travel, and baseball. Would you rather, one, go to an opening date in baseball, or two, going to an opening day at the French Laundry. 
Which one will you choose? That's a good question. I've been to dinner at the French Laundry and it was marvelous. But I have to say for the whole experience, I'd want to be at opening day with a big fat hot dog at the <laughs> ballpark. Uh, nice. Wow. Okay, Alexandra. Uh, Alexandria, are you upset it took me 36 minutes to get you into the show, or are we okay? I'm very tired and exhausted. <laughs> yes, I can understand. <laughs> and um, she um, she's also working on a uh, video series, Jean, and it's her alter ego called Agent Zero. And uh, we've been waiting for Agent Zero 3 and wondering when we, we might expect that to come around. Okay, so um, I we just finished um, filming, but now my system has to edit. Oh. And then it's taking a while to edit, so we're like a little um, we're like concerned. And then we found out she wasn't editing this whole entire time. She uh -huh. she had to do a lot of schoolwork because she's really productive. And then she told us, "Yeah, I'll edit the video, but um, you have to promise me I can get all my schoolwork done." Because she uh -huh. said schoolwork is very important. Of course. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Fair enough, Agent Zero. Well, yeah. well, we'll just keep your fans waiting. And, um, <laughs> But uh, per normal, you nailed it. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, A-Town. And um, we'll be coming back to you soon. Great. Thank okay. you, Gina Dale, for letting me interview you today. So and when you're ever in Venice, please call me. We can go down to Casablanca, my tree, and we yep. can talk about baseball. You maybe you can um, teach me some books I can read, and we can share recipes. I love it. I love it. You're on. Okay. Well done. Well done. Tell your dad you're, you're doing your job drumming up business. <laughs> All right. We'll see you. Thank you. See, I tell you, Jean, she's, she runs the place, so you actually do oh, go yeah. through her. Well, I certainly um, appreciate you sharing sharing the story. Where can, uh, where can people get um, that book? What's the best way to get it? Um, well, I'm a supporter of local bookstores. So if you have a local bookstore, go to it and um, give them your business and they can get it for you. On your next book, I uh, hope you'll, you'll come back by and, and, and yeah. talk about that too. Love to. Great. Thank you, Denny. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Awesome. All right. I'm happy that we um, got to hear because it's just such a fascinating story. Um, that the whole story of Isla Borders, uh, you know, I just, I highly suggest you dive in, easy read, and um, and, and dive into our life a little bit. It's, it, it really is fascinating. All right. Thanks, Alexandria. You're, you're the best. Nailed it per usual. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week. Thanks for watching and listening. Sports Stories with Denny Lennon is produced by Christine Jinvo and me, Marley Rice. Directed by Chris M. Alport with studio support from Alpha Command Unit and shot by bad boy Bobby McCall. Original music courtesy of Lennon Music Production and original images courtesy of Sienna Lennon Photography. A big thank you to all of our contributors. Sports Stories with Denny Lennon is a production of Sports Stories, Inc. 
You can find us on audio platforms everywhere and the High School Narrative iOS app. You can also view Denny's shows on Roku, Apple TV, and Fire TV. Make sure to press that subscribe button, give us a review, leave a comment. It will really help us grow the show. Hey, you know what else would help us grow the show? Hustle on over to patreon.com slash Denny Lennon to get some never-before-seen videos, pictures, interviews, and more. We are all over social media and constantly sending out clips on Facebook, conducting fun polls on Twitter, going live on Instagram, and more. To find all our social media links, hustle on over to sportsstoriesdl.com. SSDL proudly supports the My Stuff Bags Foundation and the Heroes Movement. The My Stuff Bags Foundation, with the help of thousands of people across the country, provides children in unfortunate situations with new belongings and new hope through its innovative My Stuff Bags program. Heroes Movement is a nonprofit that bridges the gap from therapy to getting strong again through small group workouts for any veteran of the United States Armed Forces for free. Links to how you can support and help these foundations can be found on our website. We want to give a big thank you to our partners of the show. So, as Coach Lennon would say, any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me, Marley, at info at sportsstoriespodcast.com. Sports Stories thanks all of our followers and listeners. And we will, we will see, see you, you next time. time. Hey, thanks, Marley. Thanks, Chris. Well, I'm walking down the street, and what do I see? A looking through a window. Hey, that's free. I don't understand why you're looking at me. I'm looking at the TV at Sports Stories with Danny Lennon. So I'm walking away. I'm walking away. That's all I got to do. That's all I got to say. Sports Stories. Kick it out, book. <laughs>